When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Grecian's Gossip. Joining me today to look back at a successful pre-season is Stuart James. Good morning. Hi, Jack. And Jamie Hawkins. Hello. Hello. Hi. So yeah, pre-season's now well and truly over. We're looking forward to the first game this weekend. But first of all, how do you think pre-season's gone as a whole? Well, I haven't had the uh, the chance to watch any games yet. I've just been going off um, sort of live coverage and, and watching the goals back. But yeah, it seems very promising. Obviously, didn't didn't lose a game. Um, I think. You know, obviously I wasn't there. You were there, Jack. But the the Bristol Rovers performance sounded pretty um pretty good. Obviously, Boateng scored a, another stunning goal. He's become a you know a habit of doing that now and lately. Um, so yeah, it's looked pretty good. Um, obviously you can't read much into to results mm. in pre-season. I remember I think X to one all of their pre-season games a couple of years ago, and that was the season they were bottom of the league. Yeah. Um, I remember November. years ago as well against Chelsea, beating Chelsea two one in pre season. Everyone thinking, "Oh, this is going to be going to be the year we go up," and <clears throat> we obviously didn't. And then, yeah. you know, another sort of season of struggle, really. But as yeah. you say, you can't really tell too much, can you? From no, it's just all about you know, getting fitness levels back up and running. And for a new manager to get used to the team as well. Absolutely, and more important. In that yeah, way. and giving his new players a, a good run out as well. And from from what I've heard, it's all sounding pretty promising. Obviously, Matt Taylor's. Come across pretty well. I think we can all, you know, agree with that. He's made it clear that the areas he wants to strengthen. Mm-hmm. You know, he keeps saying, oh, "I want a, a defender. He wants a, an attacking player." Um, sounds like you know there could be more transfer activity. Yeah, of course, there's only what a week left now of the the transfer window. So, um, yeah, for me, it all sounds um, very promising, and yeah, just can't wait to to Saturday now. How glad were you, Stu, when you saw that they had got set up this Bristol Rovers fixture? Because before that, they were playing the likes of yeah. Bath and Weymouth. No disrespect, but you sort of want a bigger test before pre- uh, the game, the season starts, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it was a legacy of Paul Tisdale, really. Something Tis had done before was just play local non-league teams. So um, I was quite pleased to see that because I do think you need... Tis, to be fair, has had that game a week before the season started, which he has always tried to treat as a, as a League 2 fixture. And um, I was pleased to see that Matt got that game because, as you say, looking at the schedule before that game was arranged, it, the opposition looked particularly weak. And, you know, as we say, you can't really read too much into those into those results. Even the 4-0 win against Rovers, you know, mm. it was a good win. Great for confidence and things like that. But sometimes I, I think you just want a bad result to highlight some of your flaws and areas where you need to work on yeah. in pre-season. You know, sometimes they can perhaps go a little un- undetected and you go into a new season and there are maybe one or two issues there. That's looking at it in a negative, from a sort of negative perspective though, you can't really fault with the results they've had. I, I just think that wins, especially a 4-0 win against a team like Bristol Rovers, can only breed confidence really. And speaking after that game, Matt said he, if he was in the position next year where he's still manager, then he would like to have more yeah. troublesome teams to play against next pre-season. Well certainly at home, teams. you know, City fans haven't had any yeah. good pre-season mm. games at home for a long time really. A lot of that, you know, they said was because of the facilities you couldn't get x amount of players into those small changing rooms in the old grandstand but where do you stand on the premier league coming to uh, and you know for example i've seen games before where premier league yeah. teams come in a pre-season and your team's never really got the ball much and 
Is that really worth it? Do you, is, is it I think, it, I think it is from a fitness point of view because mm. if you if you haven't got the ball, you've got to do a lot of running. So from a fitness point of view, I think it's quite good. But and that, that's why those games tend to be early on in pre-season yeah. for sort of lower league teams. I think as as well. So um, we played Spurs a couple of years a few years ago now, and um, that was Harry Redknapp team because he used to like bringing teams yeah. down here, and that was a sellout crowd. Crowd that's yeah. so yeah. it brings in the money. You know, he played a really strong team as well. So it seems to be increasingly hard though for. Well, these League One, League Two teams to attract these Premier League teams to make yeah. them money. The problem is, you know, that you've got these Premier League international cups these days, and you know, the Premier League is taking its brand all over the world to, to sell it to, to people, and they almost forget people on their own doorstep, people down here, for example, that don't get to see Premier League teams for, play very often. So, I would like to see the Premier League address that and insist that every Premier League team has to go out and play a League Two team at some stage in a pre-season, just because, as Jamie said. You know, clubs can make money from it. Mm. But, I mean, looking back at that 4 0 win over Bristol Rovers, I mean, some of the things that I know, I was covering the game, some of the things I noticed was Boateng and Stockley physically yeah. is where Bristol Rovers really struggled to cope with them. I mean, Stockley obviously didn't score that game, but he was a handful for defenders. He wrapped up two centre backs quite a lot, which gave space to other players, and Boateng the same, and they seem to work very well together. Is that something you've noticed uh, before uh, under Tisdale in the last few months of the campaign? Yeah, Stockley, I think he's definitely got a reputation of you know getting stuck in there. I think he had a bloody nose as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, <laughs> at one point, he's, he's had that a few times um, last season. So he he just doesn't care, really. He just gets stuck in. He's proper, I guess, an old-fashioned striker. Big yeah. guy, absolutely horrible to play against. Defenders would hate to play against. So I would, I think, if I was a centre-back, when you see him coming out, he's a big guy. Um, yeah, and, and Boateng as well, he was arguably... Exeter City's best player last season or one of them definitely you know he he just had that ability to pick the ball up and drive City forward whereas you know he had some midfielders like Jordan Tilson or Lloyd James who are quite sort of you know conservative sideways in a way and whereas Boateng you, you know bring players forward and get the attack going and obviously as you saw at Bristol he's got an absolute you know <laughs> stunning goal in his locker as well yeah. so yeah, him and, and Stockley are going to be you know, Exeter's two key players this and, season. And credit to Exeter for that. I mean, he was never an attacking player previously. I mean, it, Tisdale, his staff seems to have got that out of him. Taylor seems to want to carry that on going into the season. I think he's just, yeah, taking the shackles off him, really. Because as, as Jamie said, Jordan Tilson's been playing centre midfield as well. And he gives you that defensive stability and allows the likes of Botang to get forward and make those runs from midfield. I mean... As you say, he's got that goal in his locker, and the one against Lincoln was an absolute <clears throat> blinder. You know, one of the goals of the season last year, and I just think that's the one thing City fans will want to see more of is more of those goals from Botan because he's got it in him. But I think that was one of what one or two goals that he scored last season. Mm. So, did he tend to? I mean, one of the people that were interviewing uh, Matt Taylor afterwards said, when Botan scores, they seem to be screamers. Does he not? Yeah. Did he tend to score a tap in then? No, no. I mean, he <laughs> hit the post in the woodwork a few times last yeah. season. I remember that, but. Um, yeah, he's not a tap-in, it's those sort of left-foot curlers from 25 yards. The ones that get fans well and truly on their feet. Yeah, absolutely. But another thing I noticed about Stockley that was great is, I mean, defensively, when they're dealing with corners, he seems to get to the ball first yeah. every single mm. time. Like, I think Bristol Rivers must have had, off some like eight, nine corners, and I think Stockley got on to seven or eight of them. I mean, it's yeah. incredible. It's something I remember Steve Flack was really good at years yeah. ago. He always used to come back for corners and he'd just basically not mark anyone, but just go and attack the ball and head it clear. Yeah. And it seems that Stockley's doing that as well now. Um, we talk about pre-season how it's important to develop relationships now Troy Brown and obviously Aaron Martin who's come in this season they seem to have developed quite a strong um, partnership they've not considered a lot of goals in pre-season obviously they might be tested a bit more when league football starts as, as Matt Taylor alluded to after the game but how, do you think they'll be those centre-back 
pairing at the start of the season? Yeah, I, I don't think Taylor will move too far away from the team that started up at Bristol Rovers for the game against Carlisle. Um, Brown and Martin will probably be his first choice partnership. The, the question mark is just going to be whether they can stay fit, because obviously both players have had injury issues mm. in the last couple of years. If they can stay fit, um, they look pretty decent. I mean, Jack, you were the one that was up at Bristol Rovers. Did they... Well, Bristol Rivers didn't seem to be able to get a shot on target. I think that was largely because of the pressure that the defence were putting onto them. You know, there were snapshots, and now, again, we've all said it's hard to judge in pre-season, isn't it? Because, you know, when there's three points on the line, teams can play differently, but you can't sniff at a 4-0 defeat, whether it's pre-season or not. That was an embarrassment for Bristol Rovers and a great result for uh, for Exeter. But they seem to know what they're doing. They seem to have developed a relationship very closely already, and that's a testament to, I think, Taylor and his staff for what they've done in pre-season. Yeah, I think the question is going to be... The depth of the centre back department. You know, you look at Brown and Martin, then you've got Luke Kroll, and then after that, you're, you're sort of scratching around trying to find someone else. So, mm-hmm. and all of them have, you know, as you said, um, issues with with injuries. With injuries as well. Yeah, you was... spoke to Matteo last week, didn't you? And he said he was looking to bring in hopefully another defender. Yeah, he said he wants to bring in another centre back, whether it be uh, permanently or on loan. So, obviously, keep keep your eyes out um, over the next week. But you know, I think there was a lot of. I don't know, not negativity, but when Jordan's story left her, then Jordan Moore Taylor, captain as well, they you know left a big hole because they formed a pretty strong partnership towards the end of last season. And you know you're looking around at defenders, and obviously at Troy Brown, but he missed quite a lot of last season. You know he brings in Aaron Martin, who looks a really really good signing, but obviously he's got issues with fitness as well. Um, so like Stu says, I still think um, you know that does need. A little bit of work. Of course, um, there is the loan market after next Thursday, which you can loan players up until mm. the end of August, so that could well be an option as well. Yeah. Premier League teams have decided on mm. their, their squads, won't they? So they might be more open to letting people yeah. loan. I'm sure Taylor will know what he wants because being a former centre back, of course, you know he's, he's probably got his eyes on, on one or two at the moment. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see another one come in you know, over the next few days. And goals have been spread around the team quite a lot. You've even got two, two defenders scoring against Bristol with yeah. Moxie as well. Um, Both from set pieces as well, which was quite encouraging. So is, that, is that a positive aspect then of their game, do you think? Yeah, I think so. It's something that Tiz always wanted was a lot of players to sort of chip in with 10 goals. You know, you, you sort of didn't really ever have that 20 goal a season strike, yeah. or rarely. I can think of Jamie Curtin, but apart from that, mm. not really anyone else. And Stockley last year, of course. So, um, yeah, it's important that all the players chip in, and every player loves scoring goals. So, you know, when you get set pieces, it's good that the defenders are scoring. It's good to see the midfielders scoring from distance, and it's good to see. You know, John Falk scoring a couple of goals it should be good for his confidence, and and Jaden's got a couple as well. So, yeah, everyone's scoring goals. It's all pretty good so far. I mean, season. you talked about the fact that you've got a few players that have had in- injury problems, which I think it's not uncommon in League One and League Two to sign players that have maybe had a bit of injury, which is why they're looking for clubs yeah. in League One and League Two. But did, have they hired, they've hired a strength and conditioning coach. Is that, yeah, is that that's right. right. So yeah, although Matt Taylor did say not to expect too much too soon. He mm. thinks City will really get the benefit of that in about a year's time when. I think it's just a prolonged spell of working on players and their, you know, sort of individual fitness and diets and things like that, and then they'll really feel get the benefit in about a year's time. So it will be interesting to see what that will be like in sort of twelve months' time. But it was something Matt really, really wanted was to bring in this strength and conditioning coach, and Andrew Wiseman's come in and. Yeah, as I say, time will tell really as to whether it works out or not. It's a sign of trying to tackle a problem, isn't it? There's obviously been issues of injuries and it's trying to do something about it. Well, that's what I like about the Matt Taylor appointment is that he seems to have identified little areas within the squad and within the club that he feels were not perhaps quite right under Paul Tisdale and he's carried on what Tiz has done and just put his own little stamp on it as well with appointments like Wiseman. 
which is I think wise when, when you've had a team that's been in the playoff you don't want to make wholesale changes do you you just want to no. tap into those bits that maybe and a bit when you look back those injuries cost us you know losing Troy Brown and Jordan Moore Taylor last yeah. season together they were brilliant weren't they absolutely yeah and it's an interesting one about fitness and injuries because the number of times when players were just seem to go missing for a few weeks yeah. you know and it all Tiz wouldn't really mention why you know obviously Harley had his, his issues as well Lee Holmes mm. really key players you know that missed large parts of last season and in hindsight you know you can look back and think if they had been uh, fit for most of last season would be playing in League One now but you know it's it's definitely a, a vital um, importance you know as, as, as Drew said you know Taylor's obviously made it clear he wants these areas strengthening um, and Again, it's another plus from from Matt Taylor. I've had nothing but good things from yeah. him. You know, we'll see. We'll have to see what his managerial credentials are like. You know, starting on Saturday, but he's said all the right things so far. He seems to have won the fans over. And yeah, like I said, I was at the um, the training ground last week for you know the first time this season. It was it was strange, obviously, not to see you know Tiz there mm. and, and not Steve Perry, Steve Perry, and obviously getting yeah. hand, you know round your shoulder. But yeah, the atmosphere was just so positive you know I was speaking to a few of the players Jimmy Oates who's so impressed you know he's come from Hereford but he's originally from Australia so it must have been a bit yeah. of a, a culture shock he said not really he felt you know he fitted right in straight away and everyone's made all the new boys feel, feel welcome so yeah it's a good time at the moment well the weather this preseason must have made him feel like he was at home <laughs> just going back to that fitness thing though I mean that's again a legacy of Matt Taylor and his background you know he went to university and studied sports fitness and things so um he obviously knows the importance of a player being in peak physical condition. I don't think you can underestimate these little things happening off the pitch and how much of an impact they can have on the pitch. I think it's yeah. always a good sign when these little things are happening, with whether it be hiring extra staff or all these little things, I think, do send yeah. out a very good message. Well, you look at Exeter Chiefs, I mean, they've got a load of strength and conditioning coaches, you know, it's such an important part of rugby. It's, it's not just rugby, but sport in general. Yeah. You, know, you need to have your best players fit and playing every single week. So, and talking about injuries, well, I mean, one player did pick up an injury was Jonathan Forts, who um, has a possible broken hand. I think you're meeting Matt Taylor yeah, on Thursday afternoon. So if you're listening to this Thursday yeah. afternoon, so you'll get an update on that to so look out on the website. But I'm not too concerned by that. I mean, a broken hand, I'd expect him to just have some sort of cast on and and be able to play through it. But unless you're a goalkeeper, well, yeah. Matt Taylor did, yeah. did joke that you know it's better him getting broken hand than anywhere else. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, Matt Taylor was very forthcoming with that. We, I, I didn't notice that he had gone off with an injury. I just thought it was a change at half time. I know he banged his hand, but he didn't look to be struggling too much. How did it happen? Did you see what happened? Yeah, he just had a clash, just bashed it, um, and he was holding it for a little bit, but then just seemed to play on. Went off at half time, and you know, in preseason, you just think it's just oh, mm. want to give someone else. Some, I think Matt Jay came on, want to give him some game time, and then yeah, uh, Taylor just. Gave that information out, and we were sort of caught off guard by it. But um, I'm sure we'll get an update on that. On, on that just soon. you mentioned Matt Jay there. I think it's going to be a big season for him as well. You know, he's had a good pre-season with four or five goals. Mm. You know, he's kind of been in and out of the first team, certainly towards the end of last season, and he's, he's looked pretty good in pre-season. So I think this could be the year Matt really kicks on and breaks into the first team. You happy with the four? You got the four strikers. So you've got you've got your yeah the two new additions, Matt Jay and um, Stockley. You happy with that? Is that enough depth? Do you think? I think so, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of youngsters in the squad as well. But, um, yeah, the, the good thing with Stockley is that he, he does tend to play every single game. You know, touch wood, that's the... <laughs> when he gets yeah, in on Saturday, like, we know who to blame yeah, now. Yeah, well, yeah. there's a chance he could miss Saturday, of course, because his partner's pregnant and expecting their, their baby on Saturday. So, Does well, she live down here or was well, she... They, yeah, they? yeah, they've got a house down here, I believe, so... At least he doesn't have to travel back up to, I don't know, Scotland or Norwich or somewhere. <laughs> no, somewhere he's not going to do an Anthony Martial and just stay in Paris <laughs> for a couple of weeks. 
Um, but yeah, I think this. I think the striking department looks quite strong. Certainly compared to last year, I think it's a lot better than than last year. You know, there were just apart from Stocky, there were no goals there. Yeah, it's good to have that option. Yeah, you know, obviously, he didn't seem happy with it. Times when he'd be playing up on his own. I think we mentioned before he'd win the ball and there'd be no one within sort of ten yeah. yards of him. Whereas you know you've got Matt Jay who will make those runs. He just runs the socks off all game. He can run onto the flick-ons and everything. Then you've got Fort as well, plenty of experience in, in this division as well, and Abraham's as well, of course, yeah. the youngster. Uh, he was very impressive in the first half against Weymouth. I think he, he yeah. just looked like he had could run for days on end. Yeah, he's got so much pace, mm -hmm. which could complement the other styles of play from the other strikers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just well, you saw the Rovers game, Jack. What did you make of the, the partnership of Stockley and Ford? Did they, did they work well together? Ford wasn't overly in the game that much, but when he was, he had two great. I mean, just before he scored, about eight minutes before he scored his goal, there was a, a situation where Stockley was holding off the two centre backs for Bristol Rovers. The ball bounced, bounced over all three of them. Stockley sort of kept, fell backwards into them. They were all sort of in a heap, caught up in, with one another. Sam Slocum, the Bristol Rovers goalkeeper, ran out to try and get the ball, but Fort ran onto it, beat Slocum, chipped it over him, and it bounced just wide. So he, he seems to be very good at instinctive picking up playing. But apart from that, he, I mean, he wasn't overly noticeable to be honest. But he, the times he was, he, he looked quite deadly or dangerous. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he does and whether he's picked over Abraham's because I thought Abraham's looked fantastic against Weymouth, which obviously granted a bit of a step down in. Uh, Opposition, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I liked I liked him against Truro. I saw him at Truro. He just reminded me of like a Marcus Rashford type of player. It's good to have different types, isn't it? You don't yeah. want, you don't want four of the same type of striker, mm. you know. But I mean, going back to that uh, Bristol Rovers game, just one last point. I mean, we said that you can't take too much into preseason, but the confidence-wise, I mean, that that's good. You, I, much, I think I'd much rather see a team go into the first league game after a win like that rather than. Rovers having yeah. such a defeat. Well, I think certainly this late in pre-season as well as get a result like that is, is really good because, as I say, I think they treated it as a, as a proper league game. So um, to come away with a 4-0 win, um, Matt said it probably wasn't a 4-0 sort of game. But um, How you know, many how many games do you finish like as, as they, yeah, as they yeah. should? You know, It doesn't happen yeah. too often, does it? No, um, it's, it's encouraging. Sirkin wasn't one to enjoy the game, I don't think. A lot of the extra fans were giving him a few cheers, <laughs> asking <laughs> what the score was during the game. Yeah. I think Bristol Rovers fans are after the game. They're pretty worried going into this yeah I guess you would be to lose 4-0 at home to a, a side below you you know it's well I think that's the thing when you look at this Exeter team there are a lot of players there that are at least League 1 Championship quality you know we spoke about Stockley and mm. Boateng you can see both of those playing much higher Pim's obviously attracting a lot of yeah. interest you know I do think there's a lot of quality in that Exeter team it's just keeping them all fit mm. and that'll be the conundrum going into the Carlisle game so looking ahead to Carlisle a, a, a bit of history over recent years of playoff semi-finals between the two teams there often looks to be a lot of goals Yeah, looking forward to the game starting Jamie? yeah can't wait now obviously it's always good to you want to start at home don't you? you want yeah. a you know, big crowd um, uh, you know just to get the ball rolling obviously you know I said don't read too much into the results but as we said Bristol Rovers last week just really sets a bit of a statement out I think to, to the other clubs um, and um yeah, I just can't wait now. Um, obviously, you know, it's all looking good. You know, you've got the new stand coming on. It looks almost done. It looks great. Um, the away will be done soon as well. It looks like nearly a sellout crowd. I know there's only two stands, but it's still going to be a good atmosphere. Um, Matt Taylor will get a, a great reception, mm. um, as he should. And, you know, it'd be great to see, you know, all the new players because I haven't had the chance to see X to play, you know, at all um, in pre-season with... You know, no 
home games, no home friendlies, so I haven't really had a chance to look at um, how the team's shaping up. So it'll be interesting for that more than anything. Um, you know, still going to be uh, too early to, to read much into it. You know, you need a few games on the belt before yeah. you start looking into where the team's going to yeah. you know, finish, how well they're going to do. But um, yeah, Carlo, I'm sure they'll probably be pleased to get this game out of the way for the longest trip of the season. Um, so yeah, it's going to be exciting. Is there, so is there a good a feel-good factor around the place? I mean, despite two... I mean, you know, losing once in the playoff final is tough. To do it two years in a row is mm. even tougher. But is it, I mean, like you said, with the stand coming on, is there yeah. a feel-good factor around the club at the moment? Yeah, I think so. I mean, even when you go to the club, you know, they're, they're giving it a fresh lick of paint. The old stands where the, the red stanchions were fading, you know, they've been repainted. It, it, everything looks really bright and, you know, pre-season's gone really well. There's All the changes that have happened just seem to have freshened everything up, you know. It's, it's really bizarre because... Paul Tinsdale was, in my opinion, the greatest manager the club's ever had. And yet, you know, we're going into this new season now and there's this real feel, huge feeling of, of optimism and everyone that, really looking forward to a new season. Has that surprised you a bit then? It hasn't surprised me because of who it is. I mean, Matt Taylor was a massively popular player, you know, mm. he's a two-time player of the year, you know, scored some crucial goals and was a real fan's favourite. So um, the fact that he has been so warmly received by the City fans hasn't surprised me at all. If it had been someone coming in from the outside that was more of an unknown, it perhaps would have been a different feel. But, you know, again, the whole Paul Tisdale situation was strange because the fan base was so divided as to who wanted him to stay and who wanted him to go. It just feels like the club is really united now and, and behind Matt Taylor and everyone's just really looking forward to the season starting. And there's going to be a generation of fans that have never seen an extra six well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of almost like, you know, Wenger and, and Fergie as well. It's just going into the unknown, no idea what's going to happen. But sometimes change can breed excitement, can't it? So yeah, well, I think that's what, it's, that, that's what it's done. It has brought excitement because things did get a little predictable when the pool is there at times. Mm. And Matt Taylor has sort of whether it's a subconscious thing or, or whether he, he knows what he's doing, he does seem to be coming out with the right sort of sound bites for the fans, you know, talking about playing attacking football, which was a criticism of Tisdale's. People did feel he mm. was a bit too negative at times. And, you know, he just seems to have addressed certain issues that the fans have wanted to see change for the last couple of years, really. I, I think, think it's refreshing really... to hear someone say, you know, it's easy for me to say this when there's no pressure. It's nice for a manager to hear a yeah, manager yeah. say that rather mm. than and be honest about things and now whether that will continue when there is pressure on who knows but the fact he's saying all these things I think if you're a fan of a club you want your manager to be honest really don't you and you want to be able to mm. believe what they're saying Yeah, and absolutely. that certainly seems to have been the case so far yeah and in a way sometimes you didn't quite get that with, with Tisdale he didn't really mention you know, he wouldn't really I don't know mention the fans too often he'd um, it'd be all about the players and himself. Sometimes. Certainly, in the last two years, after he was served notice of his contract, you yeah, know, there's yeah, very yeah. little referral to the fans at all. Yeah. So, but certainly in the last few weeks, the contrast for me, I don't know about you know everyone else. The the week or two after the, the playoff final defeat, you know, you lost at Wembley again mm. for the second year in a row. Tisdale leaves, um, and then you've got more Taylor leaving, Story leaving. Just don't know what's gonna. Happen, yeah. you know. It's quite amazing the turnaround then that there is so much positivity after all yeah, that, absolutely. which was relatively a short time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then he brings, you know, Taylor comes in and brings all, you know, all of these signings, all looking promising ones as well, and a good pre season. And suddenly, as Shu said, there's this optimism now, which um, not, you know, wasn't expected, but after, you know, Tisley and the longest seller manager, you know, 
um, you just didn't know what was going to happen, you know. And um, but yeah, it's certainly a lot of excitement going into Saturday now. I do, I do look at it though, and I look at the squad of the last two years, and I do question whether the club's actually underachieved. You know, when you think two years ago when we had Wheeler, Watkins, Joel Grant, you know, just scoring goals for fun. We really should have gone up automatically, although we had the issues with the defenders being injured at the start of the season. Mm. And then last year as well, you know, perhaps we should have done better than, than what we did and, and got one of those automatic promotion places again. So on paper, how are you comparing this team to ones of the last few years then? I think, I, I think from an attacking perspective, it's stronger this season than last year. Whether it's as strong as when we have Wheeler, um, Ruben Reed, and, and Ollie Watkins, I'm not so sure. Time will tell. Yeah. I mean, you said you said Stu, you didn't think the team would be too different from the Bristol Rivers game no. to this weekend. What do you think, uh, Jamie? What sort of team would you like to see start the game? Yeah, I think there's a few names that will certainly be on the, the team sheet. Pim, Stockley, Boateng, Taylor, um, yeah, Brown, Martin probably. Um, do you think he'll start, Lee Martin? Aaron Martin. Oh, Aaron Martin, uh, yeah. sorry. I got uh, <laughs> two, two, two Martins. I <laughs> have to remember that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, looking at the team at, at Bristol Rovers, it's probably the strongest one that Taylor's um, perhaps got available at the moment. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised not to see it. Obviously, we don't know about Jonathan Fort yet, if the extent of that injury. But as we said, you know, you've got Jay and, and Abraham's in, so any one of them to, to start with with Stockley would be would be good. Um, I don't know about formation wise, but. I was looking at a 4-4-2, yeah. old-fashioned, nothing wrong with that. It just seems, seems very rare hard. in this day and age, a 4-4-2, you know, yeah. you see so many just lone strikers these days, don't you? It's almost yeah. against the grain now. I'm, I'm pleased with it, because I always think Stockley plays better when he's got someone yeah. up front alongside him. But you, we right. often see it with a lone striker that's quite physical, just getting wrapped up in defence, and they can't mm. really thrive, can they? So. No. Um, but Stu, what should the expectation be this season? Obviously, you've had two years of defeat. Nearly. In the, in the, in the, in the, yeah, nearly. Yeah. Should you be aiming for that sort of thing again, or do you think it's stability? What's what's the aim this year? I think because of the the changes in on the coaching side, there there will be stability. And speaking to Matt, I mean, you were there when we did the podcast, Jack, and he said, you know, let's just get to safety first, or or get to Christmas and, and reassess our position then and our expectations for the rest of the season. So I just think it's that typical case of getting to fifty points as quickly as you can. And then sort of taking the season from there, really. And Jamie, do you think fans will be happy with that, or will some uh, a majority of fans be hoping for playoffs again after two two? Yeah, I think schools? after get to two finals in a row, there's always the talk of you know next year go one better. But um, there is that uncertainty, I suppose. We've, we don't know what to expect with, with Matt Taylor. But I think it's the fact that Matt's not even been a manager before. You know, he's he's only ever been a coach, so we've got no idea of what he's like as a manager. So mm. you know, it really is going into the unknown isn't so, it so what would you say so what is a successful season then in, for you for Exeter this, uh, this season a top half top half I think this season I mean, <laughs> I mean top 10 but I wouldn't put it past them to get the top 7 yeah no I, I, I think the team is well capable of, of being top 7 making the playoffs at the very least but as I say because um, of the fact there's these changes you just don't know how it's going to go And but no there's no reason why they can't have another crack at promotion I mean the signings they seem to have made so far is a good mix of youngsters and you've got Lee Martin and Fort who've got the, the experience I mean you know our, someone one of our colleagues is an, a Gillingham fan he said that Lee Martin basically kept them up last season you know that must be a pleasing signing to come yeah. in after the other ones that have already arrived well again you know Lee Holmes missed so much of last season and he's a big loss you know he's a quality player 
So to have someone like Lee Martin coming in and putting pressure on Holmes for that left wing role is, you know, is only it can only help the club really. Yeah. So that was lacking last season, weren't we? Yeah, yeah sort of. No width. Yeah, width. Yeah, Woodman and sometimes Moxie in the wing. Yeah. <laughs> no pace. No. I mean, Moxie. That, that was the thing at Wembley, wasn't it? With Woodman and Moxie down that yeah. left hand side, it just didn't work at no. all. But again, the proofs in the pudding. But so far, the the balance of experience and promising youngsters seems to be quite quite good so far but I mean yeah. again where do you think they need to strengthen now obviously you said Matt Taylor hopes to bring in a centre back mm. is that the only position that needs strengthening I'd like to see a centre back come in um, I mean there's there's a question mark over Jimmy Oates really because we've only seen a couple of games in pre-season he's not been tested at all at football league level um, I'd like to see a quick winger come in I'd love to see Carl Edwards come back to be honest but mm. whether that happens from, or not from, from all accounts he's done really well with West Brom pre-season yeah. he could in the championship, could well be, be around their first yeah. team. Yeah, but Taylor did also say, as well as centre back, he does want another um, attacker. I think someone, like we said before, who you know can take players on because didn't really see that too much last season. He had Carl Edwards, but he didn't really play an awful lot. He didn't start many games. Um, obviously, Holmes was injured, and as we said, you know, he had Moxie, who just can't do it anymore. Unfortunately, he's sort of taking players on. I think he's more. It's definitely a left back now. Uh, I actually thought you played better at centre back last season as well. Yeah, yeah. Bergen um, Edwards might be one of those players that tries to stick around West West Brom the first half season. Come yeah. January, he might not get as many games as he wanted, and he might mm. might go out then. Um, and captain, any update? Is uh, captain mean? Yeah, decided? Jake Taylor. That's all been happy with that. Yeah, very much so. I like Jake. I think he's a nice lad. Uh, he's a proper club man, isn't he? Really, he's been at City for a while now. Came on many yeah. years ago as well. Yeah, he's liked amongst you know the the press and and the fans. Um, we said before, I thought it might have been sort of Dean Moxie, you know, he's got the experience, you know, he's a, a fan favourite, a club hero, but more than happy for, for Jake Taylor and also Jane Stockley's mm. vice captain, which was a little surprise perhaps, I don't know. Yeah, it was, but then by all accounts, Jane went to Matt and said he'd like to be captain, so he, he obviously mm. wants that responsibility, yeah. so um, if he wants it, and he obviously impressed Matt enough in pre-season mm. to warrant being vice captain, mm. so... I quite like that in a player. If they go up to the manager and say, "No, I want to, you know, I want to be yeah, a leader," absolutely. then yeah. it can't be bad, can it? It's just a lot about the character of a person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see if we're all still optimistic this time next week. Like I said, all back to uh, back to the grind, back yeah. to playing for points. I think we're all a bit excited for the season start. I think fans up and down the country are probably waiting for this weekend since yeah, the World Cup's finished. So. Uh, I think joining. that's the thing off the back of the World Cup as well where England have done well everyone just wants to see their team play again now yeah especially with the new signings and like you yeah. said because that's been on away from St James Park yeah, no, all pre-season no it'll be good for some of the fans to, yeah. to see like them yeah. well like I said Carlisle will be uh, arriving on Saturday but thanks for joining me both this morning and we'll be back next week looking back on what, what transpired against Carlisle <laughs> 4-0 <laughs>